0: There's no hope. This is the Rich Eisen Show. (laughs) Uh, We all know what's going to happen to the Cowboys ahead of time. And,
1: and you'll be chronicling it live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los
0: Angeles. If
1: they're healthy,
0: you watch, they might not lose a game. The Rich Eisen Show. Today's guests
1: ESPN college football analyst Ryan Leaf, Seahawks quarterback Geno Smith, ESPN NFL analyst Mina Kimes, plus actor and comedian Billy Gardell. And now. It's Rich Eisen. That's correct. That's factual. <laughs> Welcome to this edition of the Rich Eisen Show. I am your humble host sitting here on our set in El Segundo, California, Los Angeles County, uh, home of the Big Ten and the defending Super Bowl champs, the Los Angeles Rams, who kick off tomorrow night against the Super Bowl champion Buffalo Bills. Yes, that's the way things are working here on this, uh, this wild Wednesday before the NFL season kicks off. We've got not one but two in studio guests, Mina Kimes of ESPN, Billy Gardella, Bob Hartz, Abashola on CBS. He's a diehard Steeler fan. I cannot wait to uh, say the one word to him that is like waving a red cape and full of a rampaging bull for anybody in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. And that word is aqua Can't wait to say that to him later on. Uh, it ain't, you know, it's going to be great. I wouldn't miss it. I wouldn't miss it. Uh, and then our first two guests, Ryan Leaf, a longtime friend of this program. He's got a new show he wants to talk about. Um, and obviously, there's lots going on in the world of college football and so much more. He will be joining us on this program, as will uh, a top of our number two. You know, there is another quarterback uh, in the Monday night week one there, finale. Uh, there is? Yeah, there is. Does the he whole, ride also? Or? he? he I, I, I will ask him okay. if one guy says, let's ride. What, what, what's his phrase? <laughs> Uh, because I I don't know how there's going to be too many let Geno cook conversations that's going (laughs) to be in Seattle, but uh, he's going to be cooking, and he's got a hell of an opportunity resting on his shoulders and uh, his right arm and uh, in between his temples and what beats in his chest. Geno Smith will be starting for the Seattle Seahawks. First time he's starting. A season opener since the 2014 season with the Jets, who just announced Joe Flacco as their Week One starter. Oh, we'll hit on that as Gino Smith joins us top of our number two on this program. Good to see you over there, Christopher. Hey Rich, I'm great. You didn't ask, but I'm just pronouncing <laughs> to everyone that I'm great. That's great. Okay, great. Yeah. The, you know, yeah. But, uh, maybe that's what Patrick Beverly was doing when he was asked oh, yeah. about playing <laughs> right. with LeBron James and, yeah. and Anthony Davis. It's nice to let you guys do the show with me. That, that's it? Yeah, of course. Uh, good to see you <laughs> over there. Jay Felly, hey, how are you? What's up, I had Rich? no idea you'd be here today, hey, I, but I'm glad that you're here. Hey, I'm surprised. Good to now. see you. <laughs> <laughs> TJ Jefferson, how are you, sir? Well, Rich, you know, Did I've you got... have a spill situation? As, yeah. Because yeah. you're getting up, moving around. I'm, yeah. I'm trying to open oh, the gosh. show. I was going to go right to you. Oh, man. A little tea spillage. I mean, we... We, the, the, the trumpets play to start our show yeah. and you can't come out of the
0: pen. I can't. You know, the thing is, guys, I'm going to bed every night when I say my prayers. I, I, I prayed for the soft tissue and, and the ligaments of Max Scherzer and Jacob mm-hmm. de Gram, And unfortunately, the Uh-oh. Lord, I Uh-oh. don't know if he heard those prayers, Uh-oh. but I have to just pray harder. Pray harder, sir. Pray harder. God, if you listen, help. Pray oh, harder. Yes. The Braves are coming. Great Christmas movie. Uh,
1: Pray harder. <laughs> Pray hard too. That that that's definitely a Christmas movie. Pray harder with the vengeance uh, from the Aqoursur hey, like, Plaza. We're, we're going to be talking uh, about everything that we just hit right here on this program. So let's start with this. Let's start with last night. About last night. Great movie. me Moore, Rob. Hey, hey, Jim Belushi's coming out party. Right? Hey, yeah. Okay. From back in the day. Um. So last night. I'm on the set of NFL Network, NFL uh, game day season preview show. Me and Mooch and Kurt and Irv all back together. And as always, <laughs> we give you on our season opener, Look at that our preview program, we give you our choices of who's winning the divisions and who's winning the Super Bowl and who's winning MVP. So we don't have these conversations beforehand we don't reveal to each other beforehand. It's kind of like you roll the dice in wearing a suit, certain suit that day that you're not going to be wearing matching colors and you look like security as opposed to on-air <laughs> compadres on a football program on NFL Network. So we all show up, the four of us, along with Rachel Benetta and Cynthia Freeland, and give our Super Bowl predictions. And lo and behold... Would you, would, you, would you believe it? We circled the wagons. Every one of us chose the Buffalo Bills to win the Super Bowl. Super Bowl 57 <laughs> for those who don't do Roman numerals. Look at her. LVII. <laughs> Thank you. And the, the difference was who the Bills beat. Michael Irvin had the Bills over the Cowboys. I was saying, does Devin Singletary know where his helmet is before that? Um, the Rams were the choices of Kurt Warner and Rachel Bonetta to win the NFC and get vanquished by the bills. Cynthia chose the Packers. She also chose Aaron Rodgers to win his third straight MVP as well.
2: That's not happening.
1: Steve Mariucci chose the Niners. He can't quit. He can't quit quit the Niners, even though they quit him years ago. And I can't quit Tom Brady. And I said, hey, bills over the Bucks." And, you know, if I'm a Bills fan, of course I'd be concerned because we're all choosing the Bills and you're thinking, okay, you're putting the Ziggy on us. And I've got a few thoughts as to the reactions. I've heard from Bills fans saying you've jinxed us. And then there's many other counties, thankfully, that they're watching, uh, including Bill Simmons, very popular Bill Simmons, Let's not even play the season. The Bills are clearly going 20-0 and is the way that he retweeted the graphic that NFL Game Day put out there of all of our selections. <laughs> and funny. let me just say this. I almost chose the Rams to win Thursday night after choosing the Bills to win it all. So they're not going 20-0. and They're going to lose. They could even lose Thursday night. I just feel that the Bills are the best team in the NFL. And I will never, ever go on a show anywhere, this one, NFL Network, and do anything just because it's quote-unquote safe or do anything just because quote-unquote everybody else is doing it. Does that include picking on the Cowboys? I will always shoot everyone (laughs) straight here, okay? Everybody. I, I will never choose anything for clicks. I will never choose anything just because it's the safe choice sometimes you just have to keep it simple and over the you know 20 years now this is my 20th season with NFL Network we turn 19 this November 19 years old this wow. is our 20th season and over the years Who are the Super Bowl champions? If you had to ask about a through line, what is similar? What similarities do Super Bowl champions end up having? Tom Brady. (laughs) That's a great point. Bill Belichick. (laughs) Since he's been in 10 Super Bowls, nine of them since NFL Network began. Our first two years was the back-to-back championships the only one brady's ever had in fact it's the last one the nfl's seen it's the longest such drought in the history of the nfl going this long without back-to-back super bowl winners but yeah tom brady is a through line but it you have to have a veteran hand who's done it or a young quarterback who's been there and done that and or, and doesn't know any better and it's time to break through And yeah, that includes Joe Flacco or Brad Johnson as a veteran hand. I mean, there's many different ways you need somebody who could be inspired for a contractual run, which Flacco was. I mean, this isn't all one size fits all, but you need a quarterback to either have been there and done that, a breakthrough season, or you need to have somebody who's generationally brilliant. It helps to have a game-changing quarterback. It also helps to have a good offensive line. It helps to have a good running game. But it also helps to have a terrific offensive attack that puts you on its, your heels. Also helps to have a, a coaching staff that knows the, the team and the roster. It helps to have a terrific defense. It helps to have a veteran hands, hand or hands on that defense. It helps to have a good kicking game. It helps to have all of that. It helps to have a good general manager who adds players who are drafted. It helps to have a team that just got close and getting set to break through. Thus, they have maybe a chip on their shoulder. The Bills checked every last box that I just said. So yeah, I guess I'm coming on the air and defending my choice. I'm also defending the choice of anybody who chooses the Bills. Of course, when there's a consensus pick, It should scare you because this league is the ultimate you never know. I sit two chairs down from Kurt Warner. The ultimate you never know. Brady, who you said Chris is the through line for all of these Super Bowl championship teams, he's also the you never know quarterback, obviously. Once upon a time, the GOAT had a large question mark around him.
2: Just when was the last time though when when you look at this, like when it's the, very the fav- rare. The favorite I know. the consensus. When I was the it. last
1: time they actually I get it. are the ones I the trophy? Because, it, because the Patriots it. were a consensus pick, maybe the year that they wound up going undefeated and they almost did go, what, twenty and or nineteen or what have you. And um and then you run into somebody at the last second, and the Bills can run into somebody and Have a terrific game, but screw up the last 13 seconds with all due respect. I guess I should have front-loaded that. But that's what happened last year, and that could happen to the Bills this year. And instead of us saying, hey, Bills Mafia, finally, you can celebrate, it'll be, wow, what a snake-bitten franchise this is. You know, the only franchise with a dynasty in which they didn't win a single time at the Super Bowl. The only franchise that has had, you know, wide right and can't find your helmet and all of that and 13 seconds and man what a plucky fan base they've got you know great fan base just can't break through that could be the storyline and part of the reason why i chose the bucks is not only cuz i don't want to ever pick against tom brady again and even though i just did with the bills beating them but i also think that the over the 19 Super Bowls that I've covered. You know, there's a wink and a nod from the football gods that always likes to put a couple teams together because the football gods are laughing at you. And who owned the Bills while he was in New England for all those years? Brady. And who could the Bills send into retirement with a loss a la North Carolina on Coach K? The Bills could do that to Brady, and yeah, I think that, that would be a huge hype of a week. Bills versus Brady. Again, oh, can Brady win and go off into the sunset? Again, can the Bills finally get past the guy who owned them like Aaron Rodgers says he owns the Bears? That's the reason why I chose that. Plus, the Bucks are pretty damn good despite their woes up front and in the interior offensive line. I think Brady knows how to get rid of the football. And boy, does he have weapons if they're healthy to get the ball to. And he still has Gronk's number on speed dial, mm-hmm. I bet. That's why I came up with my pick. I'm not sitting around thinking, you know what? I, I, I just got to do the safe thing because I don't want to be wrong. How many times am I wrong? Many times I'll come here and raise my arm and say my bad. Or I got it wrong. I'm never afraid of the freezing cold takes site. As a matter of fact, I've, I've added that site saying, I, you don't scare me. I don't care. <laughs> Put my tweet up there. At Rich Eisen, spell my name right. Hit the follow button. You know, I'll just always shoot you straight. But I understand why Bills fans are like, "Uh oh!" Everybody thinks we're going to win. The pressure's on. But guess what? I don't. I don't think Josh Allen's going to feel it. I think he's that
2: good. Yeah. Yeah. But this weird thing that you don't think pressure exists
1: ever. Oh, it exists. It does exist, but it 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 exists in moments. It exists in these moments. It exists on third and long or third and short, and you need it in that moment, and, and and everybody boils it down to execution. And and can you execute in that moment? Nobody's thinking, uh-oh, moment's too big, or uh-oh, we just lost three in a row, we need it now. I think they really think in that moment. And how can you handle it between Monday and kickoff Sunday after that previous lost Sunday when the media is talking to you? Well, you're in, you're in western New York, you don't have a million coming at you, and you also don't have a million stations 24-7. And Josh Allen is like this... And a perfect example about pressure is always boiled down to execution. Great story from Cooper Cup last week. Talking about that fourth down run. Super Bowl on the line, legacies, football lives on the line. You can't get more of a pressure pack situation. And Sean McVay dials up a play that Cooper Cup said he and Stafford screwed up so badly and the two times, only the two times that they ran it in practice, McVay was saying, I'm pulling it from the playbook. And they're like, no, we can come up with a way to make this work. We're going to work on it. And McVay's like, fine. And nobody thought about it until that fourth down moment when McVay calls the play. And I asked Cooper Cup, I'm like, so what would you think? Did you think, oh, or what? And he's like, no. They look at each other, Stafford and Cup saying, remember what we did in practice? Remember that thing? Let's do it. Okay, great. Great. Boom. We'll run the play. Then a couple snaps later, I'll no-look you into the red zone by winging one across the middle. And then we'll win the Super Bowl. I'm sure Bengals fans are like, there's a couple of penalties on that drive. But I think that's my point.
2: Yeah, my point is just like when you're the consensus Super Bowl favorite right. in Vegas and your quarterback is the betting favorite for MVP, in- inevitably there's pressure on you. I don't think and they're going to.
1: And week to week. To the point where be. they'll miss the playoffs? I have no idea what's going to happen. No, they're making the playoffs. Dude, the year
2: after 19-1, and one, Brady gets hurt six minutes into the game and the season is over basically.
1: That pressure comes home to roost in the middle of a divisional playoff game, if they have wind up on the road, I don't think they're going to wind up on the road. I think they're going to sit there and you're going to sit there in Western New York and say, everybody come to us. Everybody take your bus through the funeral of uh, the, i uh, the, not the funeral, the, uh, the, uh, the, the, the fires, you know, the tailgate pyres, you come on, come in here. That's the way I, I see it. They should do it. And if they don't, Maybe you can come here and say, Rich, you were wrong. They wilted under the pressure based on the fact that all six of you on game day morning are picked them.
2: Oh, you're not. You guys aren't going to be alone. I imagine every show is going to have a majority of the Bills yeah, picked as I the
1: bet. Super Bowl champs. Who do you think is going to win in? Hold on to it. Find out tomorrow. Oh, really? You can do it tomorrow? Sure.
2: Okay. I have no idea, actually. I mean, it's.
1: Well, what we'll We're going to ask every single guest that we have here. Um, and also, I you're, guard, just, you're I mean, just
2: looking to see who's going to be the next Bengals. Like, that was literally out of nowhere. I they were 150-1 to 1 to win going into the season. So, who knows? Great analysis.
1: But that team had a quarterback ascending. They had a quarterback coming off a knee injury. And they had, a, they, had, they had a guy with a chip on his shoulder who knows how to win and a young team. And a young team that was filled with momentum. So, yeah, it's not cookie-cutter. But I'm just looking at the way you can build a roster to win a championship, the way that you build over the years to your championship season, the way that you can play football in week and then have the ability to focus on what's most important out of week. That's the Bills for me in 2022. What say you? 844-204-RICH-NUMBER-DOWN. We got time for your phone calls. Ryan Leaf's going to join us next. Some college football, some professional football, and he's got some good... Professional news of his own. That's how we're rolling into our first break right here on the Rich Eisen Show. Chris Brockman hits the top 10, the bottom half of the top 10 of his final teams that he's rolling down the list to kick off of burning questions for teams 6 through uh, 10 in his power rankings. Geno Smith of the Seattle Seahawks. We won't mention him where you placed the Seahawks on your power rankings out of respect. Out of respect. Thank you. Uh, And we roll into our first break right here. Billy Gardell and Mina Kimes in studio, but our friend Ryan Leaf when we come back. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets in store and now save forty percent on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For JD Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a sleep number store or sleepnumber.com. 844 204 Rich number to dial here on the Rich Eisen Show. He sits in this chair, he has sat in this chair. Uh, very frequently he's been a longtime friend of this program he pours his heart out into the microphone and also gives you straight unvarnished opinions about the sport of football that has placed him in many different spots in his career and now he joins us as the host of his own show that I'm excited uh, for him to tell you all about as well as getting set for another season, talking college football and more for the worldwide leader in sports. Our friend Ryan Leaf back here on the Rich Eisen show this time, as a guest, as opposed to a guest host. How you doing, Ryan?
3: I'm good, Rich. Thanks for uh, thanks for having me. Excited excited to be on the show.
1: Okay, so go for it. Press release is out. You've been tweeting that you got great news about your professional career. You've got the floor. What do you what do you got, Ryan?
3: well i'm gonna i'm gonna start with this simply uh i, I interviewed for for this job mm-hmm. um a few months ago and um when they called to offer me it um, they said the biggest selling point for me was my um guest hosting turns on on your show mm. um and so Again, you know this more than, more than anybody, but how grateful I am for you, for, for the platform, the opportunity, because this is, this is where me and the family had, had hoped to go. We hoped to have our own sports talk show that, uh, you know, really dives into the world of sports as well as, you know, kind of the life I lead now. And so we, we came up with the name called uh, The Straight Line with Ryan Leaf, and uh, it, uh, it has a, a fitting ring to it in terms of how we'll be talking about football and sports and betting as well as, you know, my life and 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 what your audience has been able to hear over the last, you know, three years of me hosting your show.
1: Dude, look, uh, I've told this to you many times. It's not just, you know, you, you, you could sit anyone in front of a microphone. It's what somebody does with the microphone. And obviously you telling your stories about your career and how you wound up where you wound up and why you have wound up where you currently are. That's what people dig. They, you know, uh, that, that's why... People uh, flock to um, any video that you're pouring your heart out, um, and so uh, congratulations on that. So, how can people see this? When? What time? What day of the week? What do we got? When? When's the straight line? All run right, run yeah, so we're
3: going to be uh, four days a week right now: Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. The Wednesday show is going to be a college football show, um, based mostly, and then Monday, uh, Thursday, and Friday are going to be focused on the NFL. Of course, during NFL season, you know we're going to. Uh, dive into that aspect of things. Excited to talk about that. You can right now, you can check it kind of like what you guys do on YouTube or social media and anywhere that you get your podcast until we have our distributor in place. Uh, Hopefully, uh, you know, our association with NBC sports uh, with points Bet will, will allow for maybe uh, your old partner, Peacock to get involved. Okay. We'll we'll see what right now. We're, uh, we're excited where we're at and, uh, and we launch the show tomorrow and you can watch it. Damn. It's it's announced
1: today and you're doing it tomorrow. Okay,
3: yeah, all right. Yeah, we're, uh, we're kind of a startup. Uh, um, we're, uh, we just built a studio in Manhattan. Um, you, you know, man. uh, the way my boss puts it, we're, we're flying the plane while we build it. And, uh, <laughs> and I kind of like that. You know, I like that uh, they had saw me and they saw somebody who has kind of been a mercenary over the last, you know, three or four years working for pretty much everybody. And they said, uh, this guy wants to build something with us and we're going we're gonna to do it together.
1: Well, congrats on that, Ryan Leaf. Terrific. And uh, so while you uh, build the plane, while you fly it, let's put your seat in the upright position and talk some football right here uh, on the Rich Eisen show. So uh, college football, let's start with that, Ryan, with you. Um, Tell me why it won't just be Alabama and Georgia playing for the whole shooting match again. You got something for me on that?
3: That's tough. I think, you know, you clearly saw the two best teams playing on, on Saturday. Uh, Georgia just didn't have to really reinvent themselves after losing the entire defense to the NFL in the first round. And then Alabama has arguably the best offensive and defensive players on the football field. If you are a Texas fan, uh, just just don't watch the game. <laughs> <laughs> wow. wow.
1: wow. All right. So just McConaughey football, needs to avert his eyes.
3: some other great college football. Kentucky, Florida is a good one you could watch, but don't, don't, don't do it. Really? Um, yeah, yeah, check out, check out, uh, uh, maybe USC Stanford, uh, on Saturday night. That, that might be one that, that will, uh, that you'll be excited by. But yeah, it's, it could be ugly. I, I, I even, I even offered a score of like 63 to 20. Ooh. So, um, yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot. And I think Steve Sarkeesian has gone into, uh, this week trying to lower expectations. He understands that he's like, you know, this, this, this team will not be defined by this game. You know, he he knows Nick Saban really well, and he knows what this could look like uh, when it plays out. This team won five games a year ago. They lost to Kansas, right? They haven't improved that much in terms of roster turnover. I think the young quarterback's going to struggle against the likes of Will Anderson in that defense. So, yeah, it could be a long day for the Longhorn. What's
1: it like like in a meeting room or a film room when everybody in the room knows, oh, God, um, that matchup's a problem for us. Oh, gosh, that's going to be an issue for us. And a coaching staff just knows, you know, it's got to be one of those heavy any given Saturdays. What in the world is that like,
3: right? It's 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 a tough one, right? When you're looking around the the room, when you're when you're in there with your staff meeting, and you're going like, you look at Will Anderson, and you're like, how how can we stop him? If we, I mean, we can't put five guys on him, then everybody else is going to going to kill us, right? I mean, it's it's absolutely um, decimating to like to like your uh, your optimism about something, but. Like anything, and I and I think you know when Oregon walked into the horseshoe a year ago against Ohio State, right? No one in the world gave them a chance. They lost Kayvon Thibodeau, their best player. Uh, Justin Flo, uh, one of their other best line, uh, linebackers on the defensive side. Offensively, they had never been seen as a team that can overly dominate or out outshoot somebody in a in a shootout with the likes of. And they went in and beat them, right? So that's that's the example. This one's at home, right? This one is in Austin in front of a, a ruckus crowd, big noon kickoff on Fox. You know, it's, it's, there's a big hoopla to it. And I remember when this schedule came out two years ago, you know, right after the uh, exodus by Texas from the Big 12 to the SEC. And, I mean, this is going to give them a real good idea of what the SEC is going to look like. And I don't know what division they're going to be in, but it, you, you would assume they're going to be in the SEC West. Um, and so this is, this is a, a yearly matchup that you're going to see play out in real
1: time. Brian Leaf, uh, host of his new show, The Straight Line with Ryan Leaf on PointsBet, uh, which debuts tomorrow uh, right here on the Rich Eisen Show. What's going on, do you think, in your alma mater and Pac-12 country? You know, uh, we had David Shaw on a couple of weeks ago, uh, you know, and whenever you tell a coach, hey, hey, do you circle this game? Do you circle that game? You know their answer's gonna be, we do it just one game at a time. But, you know, Lincoln Riley and USC coming in with USC... Bolting for the Big Ten, this would be a great time for Stanford to strike a blow for the Pac-12. Um, what do you think is going to happen with this conference and what's going on with your alma mater right now, Ryan?
3: Well, you know, you, you look at, you look at uh, this matchup, this early season matchup that happens every single year, and it's, it's kind of a litmus test of, of where the Pac-12 is, right? Stanford, of course, and a lot of craziness comes out of this game. Like a year ago, Stanford humiliated USC at home. And sure enough, the next day, Clay Helton was fired, right? I mean, this this game really uh, dictates a lot in terms of how good Stanford's going to be or or where USC is at. And, you know, Rice is a quality opponent, uh, but they also got three defensive touchdowns, you know? So uh, I, I like this matchup. I think it's going to be uh, extremely difficult for Lincoln-Riley to go on the road uh, against a very physical Stanford team. So we'll see. As for the entirety of the Pac-12, it yes, wasn't, wasn't a great weekend, right? It was... Oregon getting absolutely destroyed on a national uh, platform, and then Utah, which I thought was the best chance, went on the road and and kind of laid an egg. Right, they they turned it over twice inside the five yard line and missed uh, just so many tackles, the most in I think a decade. Kyle Whittingham said on the defensive side of the football, but I still think they're the best team in the Pac-12. Uh, they'd have to do something unprecedented. They'd have to go and uh, run the table to be considered in the in the uh, college football playoffs conversation i just i don't think usd ultimately this year gets there i think they're going to be a team with two or more losses as for my alma mater you know they didn't they didn't look the part right Their their young quarterback who was the transfer everybody was excited about was was pretty undisciplined and i i expect uh the coaching staff to have a real kind of come to jesus conversation with them that he has to stay within the confines of this offense to be successful at this level they go to camp randall this weekend on the big fox as well and uh, that could be a, a real you know, welcome to the Division One football uh, for the young quarterback. They're 17-point underdogs, I think, at, at the time of uh, uh, yesterday. So um, I, I like their head coach. I like where they're headed. I like how they're playing defense, which I think will keep them in a lot more games this year. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm excited for Pac-12 football. I, I, I am. I'm excited for it every week. I have Oregon-BYU next weekend, which I think is going to be a heck of a matchup, a heck of a game. Uh, in Eugene, uh, so excited for that too.
1: No, I hear you, and I don't blame you for wanting to talk up Pac-12 football. Um, I, you know, if I went to school there, I'd want to do it as well. But I, I have, I have a, I fear they're on the outside looking in, sir. I, I really do. That this is, this is I all. Even
3: think, this, yeah, Rich. I even <laughs> think with 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 Utah, if they were to run the table in the uh, in the conference, which has never happened before in the history of, of the Pac-12 conference to win all nine conference games. If they were to do that and be a twelve and one conference champion I still think they'd probably be on the outside looking in I really do so I I agree with you on that it's just the narrative around the Pac-12 unless it's USC I think uh, they're not going to get the benefit of the doubt
1: Ryan Leaf here on the Rich Eisen show who's your Super Bowl pick everyone on game day morning chose the Bills uh do you choose them too what do you got
3: well, I, I did until I saw that graphic. Ah. Um, when <laughs> wow. everybody in the world is going with something. Right. Uh, I was with you, though. You were turning about. I have, uh, you know, Bills are my, are my team to win the Super Bowl. Right. I, 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 I do feel that way. I don't think they win tomorrow night. I think they get beat by the defending world champs. That's possible. I also want the answer around how the offseason was addressed by Buffalo. Because the last we saw of them, was the coaching staff absolutely just uh, with egg all over their face, all over their face. How did they address it? Did they address it in the locker room? Because they've never addressed it really publicly. They have to address it in the locker room because this is the first time they're going out. What happens when the pressure and the stress of that moment happens again? Do they fold like they did in Kansas City, or do they overcome and become the best team in football this year? I think great value uh teams out there. I think are the Chargers, the Ravens and the Vikings, to be honest with you. They there's there's some real interest in those three teams in my opinion. So but the Bills I hate to do it. I, I think that they're the best team in football. They are. See how they respond.
1: They are. I mean, even last year when they wound up um thirteen seconds shy of beating the Chiefs in a playoff game that we're gonna be talking about for years to come, certainly because we're gonna see Allen and Mahomes go at it with each other for a decade more, knock on wood, for for those fan bases and those players and franchises, but they the the Bills started last season with an awful loss at home to Pittsburgh, making us wonder what the hell was going on with them, and then everything you know they they ripped off all those wins, and you know I I I don't know I I I think that locker room everything that I hear from from that spot they they're they're hunky dory, and that quarterback is somebody that they're going to follow into into the gates of you know what man they're they're ready to go uh I'm, and that's why i i fully believe they're the best team and that if they execute when the game is on the line that's a large if based on their last uh game uh, i think they are the team to beat who's the team to beat in the nfc for you you mentioned the vikings yeah. are, you, are you taking them I, I, to win the nfc though i kind of like
3: i kind of like what they're what they're capable of doing uh you know on the nfc side of things um you know green bay's the i think the the easy easy pick in all of this um but you know i i just don't know if there's an nfc team out there that can really buy for a championship this year except for maybe the the rams uh, against an afc opponent um we'll we'll see right now i'm going to go with the i'm going to go with the guy that uh that i don't think a lot of people expect and i'm i'm going to go with the vikings finding a way to get there under new head coach kevin Damn. o'connell and and uh and uh, Kirk Cousins. All right. uh, I love that offense. I think the defense has improved. I think there's just a new lease on life there in, in Minnesota. So that that's a that's a great value one for me. I don't think they win the Super Bowl by any means. I, I think whoever gets there from the AFC ultimately does get it done.
1: Ryan, thanks for the time. Thanks always for sitting in this chair. Uh, congrats on your new gig. We'll be watching you. Take care.
3: Thank you, sir. Thank you, Chris. Thank you, TJ. Thank you, Mike and Heller. Uh, <laughs>
0: <laughs>
3: you the man. Thanks for the call. Thanks for the call. Take, care, Take, care, Take care, brother.
1: Take care, brother. That's Ryan Leaf at Ryan Leaf on Twitter. You should follow him. I do as well. Right here on the program. When he um Chris, help me out here. like When he says value, what does he mean by that? Oh value? Yeah.
2: Uh you know, you're looking at um what does a, specific, he mean? Like, a specific price. And then what you would have to put in, and but what I, you might get in return. But
1: I don't understand when I'm
2: ROI, Rich.
1: Yeah, ROI. The but man. but I'm I'm just watching the team. Do do I have value? Just does the game have more value when I'm just hey, which game's on? I'm just going to turn on this game. Is it is that what he means? Like we it's could, a more valuable watching experience for you?
2: Uh, it can be, depending if you have you know. For,
1: for many people, for many. Pe- I
2: mean, for many people, especially now in the United States,
1: because I I, I watch the game for points just to watch to see who has more. I understand. I think it's the minority so, rich. so you're saying the value part is the bets part of what? Sometimes
2: he's I like getting points, like oh. like say the defending champs at home getting points.
1: Your gambling terms confuse me. Mm. Unfrozen caveman host, <laughs>
0: of NFL Network. Come to the dark side. Rich. Oh boy. <laughs> Wouldn't it be nice? Wouldn't it be nice? Okay, uh,
1: we're going to take a break, and when we come back, which was the more? awkward press conference moment yesterday. Oh, my gosh. Because there are a couple. There, yep. <laughs> sure was. Oh, my goodness gracious. <laughs> Do not miss what's coming up next hey. before Gino Smith calls in and then Mina Kimes stops by. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about... when you open up a Mercedes Benz Sprinter Van, you're opening up more than just doors, people. You're unlocking potential. The potential to do your own thing, be your own boss, steer your own business, blaze your own trail. Each and every Sprinter Van is built, designed, and equipped to let you hit the open road and take on any goal you set to help you follow your own passions reawaken that spirit of adventure and check all those big bold fun exciting experiences off your bucket list owning a mercedes-benz sprinter van lets you live work and play out your dreams no matter how far off the beaten path they might take you and with 16 body types your choice of a gas or diesel engine and thousands of ways to customize a sprinter van is capable and versatile enough to help you drive your ambitions wherever you want to take them so now's the time to discover what it is that moves you most don't wait Unlock your potential inside a Mercedes-Benz Sprinter. 844-204-RICH is the number to dial here on the program. Uh, Zach in Japan. I know. Like as in the country of Japan, Jack? The nation of Japan? You there, Zach? Oh, my goodness. Did he call collect from Japan? (laughs) All right, put him back on hold. Uh, We're an international show. Nick in the United Kingdom. You're on the Rich Eisen Show. Nick in the UK. What's up, Nick?
4: Hey, Rich. How you doing?
1: What's going on? What's on your mind today, sir?
4: Uh, well, I just wanted to let you guys know about our twenty-four man draft that went oh. down on uh, Monday.
1: Okay, you survived it. What happened?
4: <laughs> yeah. Well, um, it was um, it was a little bit wild. At first, ten picks, we had four quarterbacks go off the board, so. Like in the world of baseball, unwritten rules are there, and they're there to be broken. And when you're in a 24-man league, oh my goodness! Um, yeah, all the rules get broken. So at pick 11, which is what I had, I managed to get Austin Eckler, which is not too bad. I no, that's think.
1: not too bad. That's right. Okay. Uh, most importantly, though, yeah. the thing that I most can, can give me your last player. Who is the last player that won drafts in a 24-man? <laughs> draft the last one off the board for your team in the united kingdom is is what who and do you know who the mr irrelevant of that draft was who was the last player selected in that draft as well do you have that information um, that's what i want to know that's the information
4: yeah so my last pick was uh washington rookie quarterback sam howell oh my gosh wow
1: how many fantasy drafts jacket. do you think Sam Howell got drafted in? Only this one.
2: This morning. is it. This is yeah. it? This is it. It's the one on Planet Earth. Maybe his it. own. Maybe his own. We found it, okay.
4: And who was the last I'm a Washington fan and I have by the way. not that much faith in the Washington front office, but there we go. But, but, um, by the way, these, that
1: Nick, that's not a bad dart throw right there. That's not a bad dart yeah. throw in a twenty four um, uh man fantasy draft. So who's the who is the Mr. Irrelevant of this draft? The last one. Take
4: the out. Mr. Irrelevant of the was entire draft. Tyrod Taylor.
1: Okay, figuring Daniel Jones gets banged up, he's going to get some run. Very good. And Nick, what's the what's the prize? What's the prize?
4: Um, the prize uh, this year is a, uh, a jersey of a player who I can't remember. The last last year's it was actually a Jamarcus russell jersey and a very small replica of the lombardi trophy okay um all right but this year i believe the trophy will be passed and a uh, and a jersey will be presented as well okay very good provided by a, a local vintage
3: store
1: okay very London. good nick Amazing. in the uk thank you for that update well done, great nick. update thanks brother to Taylor. <laughs> the drafted backup quarterback i mean that's a, that, that's too
2: normally much. your backup quarterback that's on your much.
1: fantasy team is a
2: starter. Yes, you know, like, like Derek Carr was like my, Derek is or my, or like guy. Matt Ryan or someone yes. Super late. Yes. No, no, we're actually drafting a real literal backup.
1: backup quarterback. Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> hard pass. <laughs> Hashtag hard pass. Even I pass on that
0: one. Eight four four two zero four. Rich number to Dom. Did my draft last night? Uh, how'd you do? I okay. mean, it's huh? probably Brockman saw. I'll let him. Tell you what he thinks. It's easy for me to all say. Right. I think I did all right. Though. All right, that's good. He's kind
2: of like my team.
1: He's got a lot of upside who was your players. First, where, where, of upside where was players.
0: your where was your first round? Well, you know, draft we do, we're we're at auction, oh, so you know, it's big boy stuff. So you know who, know I mean?
1: who 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 is the most
0: expensive player in your draft? Uh, Jonathan Taylor. And how much did he go for? I want to say he went out of a two hundred dollar. Yeah. Uh, Fifty. Somebody no, spent. No, no, I think I would say cap? he went sixty-nine. Probably. Whoa! Nice. Nice. Yeah. Nice. I mean, that's the. And you always kind of poo-poo the auction when I bring it up. But the fact <laughs> is, when you play auction, if you want a guy, you can get him. No, you no, just have no, to spend the you money. For to him. Spend the money. Okay, great. You
1: Wonderful. know wonderful spend a lot of time my poker league we did it in 46 minutes it was glorious and we were done and then that cards, tells cards me that were in you guys air. don't like then each cards other in the air no no we love each other <laughs> no you don't cards are in the air <laughs> no you let's don't. do it we starts at five o'clock pacific we were done at five forty-six. cards in the air at six let's go
0: yeah, see, we'll Brockman's is We've a little families. Too- we got stuff going on. Brockman's right. is a little too long. Yours is a little too short. Alice like ours Chai- is three hours.
1: Allison Chains League is later today. We're, we got the first overall we pick. Got the number one pick again. Welcome Jonathan Taylor Jonathan to Team, Taylor. Eisen. Team Eisen Team Isaac. Team Brockman. We have not
2: decided our name right. yet. I've got about a hundred
1: names. We're gonna do to- that next week. We need to narrow it down. We got and- a big week next week. I'm gonna reach out to Paul Rudd to do that next week. Okay, we'll we got do that a lot. Next week. We got a lot. what's or not. That's it. Uh 844-204 Rich is the number to dial. We discussed this on uh our previous program, that boy did Brian Kelly get it with every possible barrel on Twitter. This the when LSU fell down significantly to Florida State early, just the memes of him screaming in red faced like a big tomato, you just you know, <laughs> going nuts. His halftime presser, you know, where he, he was basically poor mouthing his players and their effort again and, you know, that sort of stuff. And then they lose in that heartbreaking fashion. I mean, the pile on was significant. And then this happened in his press conference yesterday when he was showing up. Like, you know, Brian jokes all the time when he's on this show, he busted my. Ch- you know, Stone's about being a Michigan guy. He's a Notre Dame guy. He's got a great sense of humor. I don't know if they're used to that in SEC country. When you lose your opener, you're all one and just showing up. And you're kind of chastising reporters for showing up late. With that, we'll, uh, we'll open it up to this late-arriving uh, media crowd that uh, must have uh, enjoyed the, the weekend. That's um, usually $10 um, that we put in the kitty. Um, for we'll have a big bash at the end of the year at my place.
0: Well, maybe if you win, I'll be on time?
1: I don't think it has anything to do with winning. I think it has to do with being on time. If you, when you win, we'll be on time.
2: That's such a Bush League answer by that reporter. Well,
1: um, Leah Van is her name, um, and she is a reporter for uh, the Advocate, the Baton Rouge, Louisiana Advocate. And she tweeted out uh, that she was running from a doctor's appointment, got there three minutes before. Brian Kelly called me out. Jokingly, I owed him $10, he said. I said, if he won, maybe I'd be on time. Not my finest hour. I apologized afterward. He was super chill and said I still owe him $10. That's
2: cool. That was nice of them to own it. But, come on.
1: <laughs> the pile-on's there. You were joking yesterday in the one yeah, money that he's won died. and done. When but
2: done. Uh, I think he, what he's realizing, Rich, is that uh, it just means more.
1: I think it does. Down there. <laughs> I think it does. You know, in Notre Dame, it's very genteel, you know. Here's the provost. Yeah. And the chaplain. And there's the touchdown Jesus. Maybe if you win, I'll be on time.
2: It's kind of funny. You know, there's the like, slow clap. Can't, can't do
1: that. LSU loses to Florida State right off the bat. <laughs> But I also understand, like, she's coming late from a doctor's appointment. She's there. He's pulling a Tom Coughlin rule, right?
2: He doesn't know why she's late. but
1: Calls calls him out. Damn. (laughs) But that's, to me, 1A in terms of awkwardness. Patrick Beverly, ladies and gentlemen, he's a Los Angeles Laker. And we all thought it would be him and Russ that would be at odds, right? Right, from back in the day. Didn't he uh, low bridge Russ back in the day? Oh, yeah. Pat Bev, trick all
2: They do not like each other.
1: Well, you know, there's. I think we've seen vi- photographs of them yucking it up.
0: Yucking it up, having, you know. Bending fences. Yeah, yucking it up kind of implies that there's some fun in the banter. There ain't no fun in this banter. I don't know. know? No, No, There ain't no fun in it. Like I said, Russ is famous for saying Pat Bev trick y'all by saying, like, you think he plays defense and all he does is run around. Well, I
1: mean, but Pat (laughs) Bev's got
0: to be at least pleased. He's here in Los Angeles. Back in L.A. Back
1: in L.A., yeah. He's back in L.A., back in the – like, he – he played here way back in the day when it was called Staples. Years ago, man. Right? Yeah. And so now he's in the crypt, Crypto.com with LeBron and Anthony Davis, as was pointed out to him by a reporter.
0: Here's the exchange. You'll be playing with LeBron James and Anthony Davis. They'll be playing with me. Yeah? <laughs> yeah. I made the playoffs last year. They didn't. It's the different. Have,
2: have you guys started talking
0: yet? Yeah, of course. Yeah. But I'm, for, I'm, I'm glad that, you know, we get a chance to play with each other. Then, you know. Anything else? I'm excited to see it go on. I'm excited to you know to get the battling going.
2: He's dead
0: serious. Dude. Oh, wow. dude, is, dead serious.
2: There is no joking in, in any Zero time that he said.
0: I mean, he can be dead serious. Fine, <laughs> you know. But the fact of the matter is, you're playing with LeBron James. Hey man, <laughs> like, I, stop it. I, I you're am, playing with LeBron. He's not even James. starting. Yeah. Isn't he? I, he uh, he might. I don't know. I don't know who starts on the Lakers. Oh, yeah, I don't yeah, really pay yeah. attention to them too much. You know what and of course as you know
1: he was the the object of the uh uh butt of the joke of the inside the NBA gang watching him cry winning the right. play-in game to make the playoffs by the way. <laughs> uh, look man, I I know Pat Beverly has a chip on his shoulder and I know that so many athletes need to be a certain way and talk a certain way to be as good as they can be. But at some point, you know, a little bit of self-reflection is helpful and goes a very long way, I imagine, with your own teammates. Just throwing that out there for everybody as we enter hour two of our program. Because, you know, when it all comes down to it, there's LeBron and Anthony Davis – And the rest of the Los Angeles Lakers, (laughs) and you would think Russ is the one that would have to adjust the most to that dynamic. And Patrick Beverly's raising his hand and saying, "You know, I'm just as good as these guys." And I understand you've got some game you have to be in order to be an NBA player, and you got to have that dog in you and all that. But come on, come on, bro! You know, one on occasion must check themselves before before they. I'll be honest. You know what I thought of when I saw that. When I saw that soundbite, I thought, like, is there a soundbite in Los Angeles Lakers history more potentially the verbal version of Swaggy P celebrating that miss three without looking <laughs> at it as it rimmed in and out?
2: <laughs> I love that. Jim.
1: That is what, to me, that soundbite is set up to become. Oh, yeah. I'm here, too. They play as with it, me. As the, as, as the ball <laughs> rims in and out behind him. <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's what that sound bite felt like to me. Oh, man. Look, it's like I've said about him before, man. There's a certain mentality, like you pointed out. Yes. He has. And he's not going to turn that off, and that's him. Understood. Like it, love it, leave it. Like, that's, well, that's there's hands
1: him. full. And then there's Darvin (laughs) Ham.